Welcome to That's Rad, Adventures in Life, Love, and Wedding Planning from the Pacific Northwest. I am Rad, local wedding planner, and this is the amazing Rob, who's <laughs> <laughs> sitting here mimicking me, trying to get me to laugh, and yeah. it worked. Yeah, it did. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> so how's your week going? How's my week going? <laughs> um, I know it's only Tuesday. I know. You always... You always ask me that, so I figured I'd beat you to the punch. Maybe we should record these at the end of each week, then, (laughs) so you actually have more to talk about. And not uh, a day in? Yeah. Are you tired? Long day? A little bit. Yep. (laughs) Well, my week has been busy, because we're packing to move. It feels like it's never ending. Yeah, but we've made good progress. We have, like... A bunch of boxes. We have all of the paintings off the wall. We have yeah. all of like okay. your geometric shapes off the wall. We have our wine rack is looking Ugh. very sad right now. I know, but it's all because it's in boxes. It just it takes so long. I totally thought that everything in our kitchen was gonna fit in like two medium boxes. I don't know why I thought that. No, because now I'm very disappointed right now. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other side of it is convincing MJ at all times that she is moving with us. She is our cat. We're not leaving her with the apartment. She doesn't go to the next owners of the apartment. She comes with us. Yeah. She's a little nervous about that, it seems like. Because she's licked herself almost raw. Yeah, she's and got one little spot that I she's feel like almost raw. I'm going to have to put the cone of shame back on her. No, not the cone of shame. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure she'll be very pleased by that. Especially because it's clear, so she, like, runs into things. Yeah, but she, yeah. like... She doesn't know where it ends. When she's got it on, she, like, walks backwards because she's not quite sure about things. <laughs> or, like, she, like, then... slinks around yeah. low to the ground. Yeah. Poor Miss Mew. So hopefully we can keep that at bay. I guess now it's my turn. How is your week going? Oh, still tired. Got it. Let you finish yelling. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, we got our big tender in today, so that was good. Um, other than that, packing and looking for boxes. And I brought home the impact drill to take furniture apart with. So. Oh, yeah, I got to get that done, too. Yeah. Oh, moving's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A lot of work. But you know what isn't a lot of work? Our topic of today? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so this is season one, episode six, applying for a special events permit in BC. Yes, I have to be very specific about this because if you are anywhere else outside of BC, maybe don't take everything I say like to heart and don't argue it with your local liquor distribution branch or whatever they're called wherever you are um so yeah just a small note there (laughs) and i guess we'll also cover some topics about how the bar service has been affected by covid i know i've brought it up in a previous episode but let's just touch on it again because you know things have been changing basically every week am i boring you no no yanni just yanni yeah all right it's not my name but okay. That's how I feel. Got it. 
Um, this is also a quick reminder that we do have a discount code for every one of our listeners. 10% off at House of Jimbo. And if you've not checked him out yet on Drag Race, Canada's Drag Race to be exact, please do. Um, and your 10% discount is good off of anything at House of Jimbo, including his sparkly bedazzled necklace and his merch and face masks because we all need those. And you might as well get a stylish one. Yeah. Yeah. You've got that gold sparkly one that says shade. I know. And that was by accident, actually, because I ordered it in pink and they ran out of pink. So they just gave me one that they said they thought was more on brand. Which works out very well. It does. Yeah. I'm happy about it. (laughs) So, okay. Back to our topic. We got sidetracked. Anyways. Um, ooh, that's a bonus. You know, that ambient noise? We're not going to have that ambient noise when we move into the, the new, new place. place. Of, like, people's doors slamming and stuff. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to talk about special events permits. So in BC, you have to go to the Liquor Commission, or BCLC, um, and they basically want you to get this special events permit for any event under 500 guests. And you only need this if you're going to be having at the, I can talk, if you're having your event at a venue where they don't have their own special events permit. So if you are getting married at a hotel, um, or if you're getting married at, um, like say the salon here called Heartwood and Co, they do event space. The special events permit is included. So you don't have to worry about um, getting that for your event. Um, if you're in a private residence, like your own home, your parents' backyard, you don't have to worry about getting it. But if you're going to like a venue such as Fort Common, which is a courtyard here in Victoria, that's very popular. Um, or if you're going to say, um, Seasider, they have a covered pavilion now. Yay, we're super excited. No tent. <laughs> um, they would want you to get your special events permit in the pavilion, but not in the cider house because they are covered under the cider house. And I think the other example I have is Dolphins Resort up in Campbell River. Um, what about Fortune Gallery? Fortune Gallery was one. That was where we got married because they're actually an art gallery and they do an event space as well. Um, but yeah, so those are a few examples on the island. And if you have any that you'd like to add that are across Canada, be our guest in the That's Rad discussion page. So now that we've cleared up when you need to get one, um, basically... This is regardless of whether you're asking for your guests to pay for alcohol or not to pay for alcohol. Now, I know it is a major faux pas, as per the Wedding Planners Institute of Canada, that anyone pay for their alcohol. Yeah, but our generation is broke. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just... Not all Not really. It's not even that. That's a very generalized statement. It's more just like... Do you want to spend $7 a drink or do you want to put that towards a down payment on a house? Especially in Victoria's market. Yeah. I don't know what it is where all of you are listening from, but it is hard to get into this market um, because the prices are just so inflated. It's a beautiful place to live, so we don't 
um, blame people for wanting to live here, but that has pushed the price up. So very hard to get into the market unless you want to be house poor. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I am more a proponent of people paying for the alcohol and not asking their guests to pay if it's a situation where you can bring in your own alcohol. So if you're at an event such as like a Fort Common or, oh, Starling Lane is actually another one too, um, which is a cute, used to be vineyard. And like you can bring your own alcohol in. So you're only paying what you pay at the BC liquor store. Whereas if you're going to be at like a hotel, you're paying hotel cost for everything. And you can do it by the bottle instead of by the drink which is a little bit more cost effective if you do want to pay for the bar um, at like a place like a hotel. Um, but it's again, you're going to be paying their markup. So I can see how that could be a little harder on the pocketbook, especially when you want like a kajillion flowers everywhere like I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I yeah. did. <laughs> um, another thing to consider with the alcohol payment is that some people if they don't want to go open bar they do a partial open bar so like either like they set like a dollar amount and once that dollar amount is hit guests have to start paying for their own drinks or they just cover the cocktail hour or they just cover like say like a champagne toast and then like wine on the tables so you can have options don't you do feel like, like a toonie bar. Toonie bars used to be. Yeah. I don't know if they're still really They still popular. are a thing, but you do have to remember if you're at a hotel or like another event space where like they're taking care of the alcohol, um, you have to pay the difference. Yeah. So your guests pay the $2 and you would pay like the other $5 kind of thing. So that's something to keep in mind for budgeting. For sure. So anyways, um, back to the fact that you have to get an SEP if you don't. Um, if you're at a venue that doesn't have one, that is not a private venue, and that's regardless of whether your guests are paying for the alcohol or not. Also, another requirement is that you do um, buy all of your liquor from the BC Liquor um, store, specifically. You can't buy it from a third party, um, like one of the private liquor stores. There's a few. Vessel... Um yeah, there's a lot in Victoria, yeah. but you guys will know wherever you are what a private liquor store is and what isn't. Um, and again, those rules might be different where you are. Uh, but my point is, is that it has to come from a BC liquor store or it can come from a winery that's in BC directly. It can come from, a, is it called, I guess you'd call it a cidery? Yep. Yeah, cidery, brewery. And a beery? No, a brewery. <laughs> No. The brewery. We're just going <laughs> to pop down to the local brewery. Okay, sorry. Brewery. Maybe I should have drank more water today. <laughs> <laughs> I have words, I promise. <laughs> the right words, too. <laughs> Another really, really important thing about the special events permit is that you need to make sure that whoever is your responsible person for the evening, I'm putting this in air quotes for people who can't see me, <laughs> um, that person has to be sober people there have been a few times where like the bride and groom have gone and put themselves on the list and it's been declined because well it's your wedding so you're probably gonna have a few and, and even they're if, not dumb like no. they know that you're gonna get well not everybody does no but 
they know that the the likelihood that you're gonna get a little tipsy is higher yeah yes and this means like you can't even have like one drink oh like yeah zip zero zilch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's the thing um so i know some people have been like oh well the bartender's gonna be sober the wedding planner is gonna be sober the truffle or not truffles (laughs) (laughs) the caterers the caterers that's what i meant um they're going to be all sober and it's like yes but in most cases like myself my insurance does not cover that it's like i'm out to dry basically if somebody does something and i'm liable and i have to basically like i could like lose my whole company and i know that like we've we want to make this as easy as possible for the couple but that's like a really tough situation to put any vendor into so if you feel awkward about asking your newly um sober friend for them to be your scp holder then i don't know like, ask a grandparent or something grandparent, uh, somebody. yeah somebody who's going to be okay with taking that responsibility and they also need to be there the whole time okay so maybe not so if they're if they're a grandparent that's going to be there till the very very end because they're They're there to dance and party with you then yes definitely them but like definitely something to like think about yeah because we're not trying to make your lives difficult we promise and and of course, this kind of, I feel like is a given that person that you assign needs to be of legal drinking age. So in BC, that is 19. Yeah. I feel like Alberta is 18. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, cause I grew up in Alberta. So I'm like, Alberta, what is it again? Quebec. And I, I think there's one other place, but I know Alberta and Quebec are yeah. both 18. The majority of Canada is 19. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I did not know that. So that's all you need to check mark off your list before you even go apply for the special events permit. So now that you have your special events permit holder, they also need to have their special events server certificate, which is also referred to as a SES. And this is good for um, anything under 500 guests, but it's COVID, so no <laughs> one is having that big of a wedding. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be issued to your special events permit holder. And if they don't already have one, because some people do, and I think they're good for three years at a time, no, sorry, five years at a time. Um, they basically have to take a course, which takes about a couple of hours. Depends on if you like actually pay attention to all the things when you go through the first time, you know, it's a little tedious, but yeah. So it takes about a couple of hours. Um, it's, $20 to take and once they have passed the test they get emailed a certificate and they can either print it off or just take a screenshot of it and have it on their phone uh, whatever is easiest for them and that test basically just goes through like what um, a legal serving size is um, how to tell if someone is a little inebriated and needs to be cut off you know all that jazz yeah all that good stuff mm-hmm. you used to be a bartender didn't you yeah for a very very short amount of time any tips for anybody out there who's like so how do i tell if someone has had too much and they need to be cut off 
Uh, ask their friends. Ask their friends. Yeah. So you mean... Like ask the people around them. To be like, hey, maybe you should have some water. Maybe like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because people are usually pretty good that if their friend is, you know, a little out of it, they'll help take care of them. Especially at like a wedding. Like nobody wants to send their friend off hammered and and you know not having a good morning the next day that's true yeah unless they're also the other friends are also a little inebriated then what do you do uh i don't know watch out for the people that are stumbling (laughs) if they're stumbling or having a hard time saying you know easy things or having a hard time ordering their drink Mm -hmm. any any kind of thing like that i mean it's pretty obvious stuff. It's pretty stereotypical. You've seen it in movies. You've oh, seen okay. it in bad so TV shows. Be... Yeah, that's usually how it goes, actually, at a wedding. Not yeah. all the time, but no. a lot of the time. There's always, like, a couple of people. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually always one. Yeah. <laughs> there is usually always one. Yeah. Um, we actually um, suggest at some of these events that if you know your friends are going to get rowdy um to have like security on site uh just to save the butts of all of the vendors involved so we don't have to like you know be the bad guys and the security that's trained can like step in and kind of help us out there um Another really important thing is that when you do have a special events permit that somebody is responsible for, um, just like if you were at a, a hotel or a restaurant, you can't bring in outside liquor. I don't know how many times we have confiscated like full-on bottles of like whiskey and vodka and like you name it, and it's um, at an event where like the couple's paying for all of the drinks. It's like, why are you bringing more alcohol to an event where you don't have to pay for the alcohol? Because sometimes, you know, dad or grandpa or mom or somebody has, you know, their family's favorite drink. Oh, I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, like, the wedding party getting a little little rowdy. I understand, like, the special bottles of stuff. That makes sense. But, like, again, it can't be brought into a venue unless you're buying it through the venue themselves kind of thing. Yeah, leave it at home. Do it another time. Yeah, just do drink it at the what's there. Dinner yeah, if you're having it like in someone's backyard, that's perfect. So now that we had that little segue, I guess I should also say that once the SCP holder has their certificate, you're probably going to be like, okay, well, now what do we do? So at this point you want to go to the BC special events permit website, which I do know was down for a little bit because events were just not happening. Um, so because of that, you couldn't even apply. Um, I believe it is back up now and I will link that on our community page for anyone who's in BC. And it's really simple. It walks you through everything you need to fill out, what kind of like event you're having, um, when it's going to be, how many vendors are there, that kind of thing. Um, it'll also help you figure out how much you need to buy for your guests to consume, which I think is really helpful. And that way you can adjust 
what you are going to buy once you get to the liquor store. Um, so like if you have people who are mostly going to drink beer, or mostly drink wine and not so much of the hard stuff, then don't buy that much. Um, you want to keep it like really nice and simple. And anything that you do buy that isn't opened, like so if it's like a 12 pack of beer and that 12 pack isn't opened at all, you can hold on to your receipt and bring it back to the liquor store. And that goes for bottles of wine and stuff too, as long as it's not opened. So that's really handy. Um, and I would apply for your permit um, basically about one to two months out in case there's any delay in the application process due to the number of applications they're processing, um, especially if it's a summer wedding. And oh, usually by that time, you know kind of where your numbers are because they're going to be wanting to know and they're going to give you uh, your breakdown of how much you want to buy based on those numbers. So. Another really important thing is that if you are say going to have like a wedding rehearsal and then your wedding day and then your wedding brunch the next day, you have to get a permit for each one of those events because they're only good for 24 hours. That's it. So each time you're going to be paying for the permit. The permit itself, I actually don't think I've mentioned this, is um, starts at $25 and goes up from there depending on how many you need and how many people are going to be attending. That's not bad. That's not, not bad, bad at, all. at all. Yeah. And um, I guess now we get to the COVID portion. <laughs> the fun portion. <laughs> I feel like every, basically every podcast has been like, and now, and now for, for the for pandemic. <laughs> this week on COVID-19. So from what I understand, the latest and greatest from our government is a provincial health order from August 7th. I know we had a whole week and a half without a new order. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> Congratulations, PC. So right now there is no mingling. So what that means is that we cannot have traditional bar service where guests can order their drink, take their drink with them. Basically, they have to be seated in order to receive their drink. So they are welcome to come up to the bar, place an order, social distancing, of course, while they do this, and then pay for their drink if that's what they need to do. And then they have to go sit down and then their drink will be brought to them. Another way to do this is just cut out people going up to the bar all together and just have servers coming around and placing orders and for this I would highly suggest doing um, either a tab bar on a credit card or if you're not in a situation where you can pay for your guests alcohol um, I would just basically <laughs> I don't know where was I going with that oh my know. gosh it's been a day Sorry, what I was trying to say is that if you can't afford to pay for the all the alcohol for all of your guests, get them to do a credit card. And if you can afford to pay for their alcohol, then, well, open bar it is. Yeah. But remember, the tip here is that the seats have to be in butts in order to get a drink. Flip that. Reverse it. Oh. The butts have to be in the seats. The butts have to be in seats. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a day. <laughs> the 
let's have to be in seats in order to get a drink. Um, this also, it does not go for non-alcoholic beverages. So if you have like a water station or like a punch station or something, people can go up and get that themselves. Um, there has to be hand sanitizer and a signage that's like, please wash your hands, use the hand sanitizer, you know, all those friendly things. I'm sure you've seen them over and over and over again. Yes. Please wash your hands. <laughs> um, the next thing is, is that with the um, introduction of this health order as well, there is no dancing. Um, and that is if you are at a venue such as a restaurant, um, a nightclub, which I don't know why you'd be having your wedding at a nightclub. It's hey, a really nice nightclub. Some people want to have their wedding in a nightclub and get that ins going. I don't know. Some of the nightclubs here, I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to have... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're just... Hey, to each their and own. Each their own. Anyways, not my thing. <laughs> um, they, we were under the impression for... A previous health order that this did apply to weddings apparently that is not the case although I'm of the opinion that COVID doesn't really know where you are so I don't know what the difference is between no dancing at a restaurant versus no dancing at a wedding venue a wedding yeah I don't get it I think I they're kind of it. assuming that if you're doing dancing at a wedding venue it's gonna be like the mother-son dance, the father-daughter dance, the yep. grandparent dance, the like, yeah, the like that. family. But there's dance, also so then it's... like the party that happens. There's like usually yeah. like four hours of a wedding that are like dedicated to the dance party. So, yeah, just something to keep in mind depending on where you are going. Of course, the most up-to-date information is going to be on the BC government website, not necessarily from our podcast because things are changing all of the time. Um, and then lastly, if you are going to do um, any sort of uh, table service, do you remember that tables have to have six guests at them at the most? And if you're going to do wine at those tables, I would maybe go with asking your servers to come around and be like, hey, do you guys like white or red? They like both. The both get set down. If not, just leave whatever they'll drink and you'll have less waste. And also, it uh, also cuts down on how many times people have to go to a bar or up to the bar if you're not going to be doing um, seated service where guests um, are served by some waiters. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that about covers it for the COVID portion of things and everything else. <laughs> um, of course... If you have any questions, any discussion topics, we are available on the That's Rad community page. Um, it is a private page, so you will have to ask to be a member of it. And um, if you are shy and just want to talk to us directly, email me at rad at radoccasions.ca. And until next week, stay rad! <laughs>